0: The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman, o- <laughs> excuse me, live from Silver Lake, California, the host of The Green Room,
1: Sean Green! All right, everyone. Welcome to The Green Room. We're doing it live here on The Green Room Comedy Podcast. I'd like to welcome my left-hand man, Mr. Logan Lysico. Logan, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Aloha.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Aloha. I appreciate it. We're back on board, (laughs) back in the saddle again. We are in Silver Lake, California. You seem to, uh, you're just stuck in Sherman Oaks, Logan. (sighs) Yeah, I am. You couldn't help it. it. You know, you get, I guess, uh, you read the line one time, a million times, and then, uh. You know,
0: It's true. Yeah, well, starts it. with an S. <laughs> what
1: have you been up to, man? How's life treating you?
0: Pretty good. Just been promoting that movie on Hulu, the Comedy yeah, Garage. the Comedy Check Garage it.
1: movie. People are checking it out. I uh, got a couple uh, pieces of fan mail on uh, Facebook. or Actually, just one guy said, you're my favorite Comedy Garage guy. So yeah. I, 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 I take that as fan mail. <laughs> I, I have yet. Okay, well, I'd like to uh, welcome on to the show... <laughs> Just so you uh, you heard that voice chiming in out of nowhere, and that is uh, Nate Craig. Nate, I, thanks for coming me. on.
2: It,
3: introduce me. I haven't seen it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, <laughs> <you> guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, check it out. I need, to sure. see that, I need to see the Comedy Garage movie. Yes, you do. And well, then now, you need to
0: show all your friends. Yeah, and now that it's you. on Hulu, you <laughs> have
3: literally no excuse. I have zero excuse. I know, um, I know how to write hulu.com, and I have a computer.
1: <laughs> That's pretty much all it takes. You just go to Hulu.com. You might have to sit there a couple ads, but they're broken up uh, nice enough there. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's not too bad. So what have you been up to, Nate? I know you. Uh, we were just talking. You were just out on the road doing some stand-up.
3: I went to Portland, Oregon, and then I went to Madison, Wisconsin. I worked at Harvey's in Portland and in the comedy club on State Street in Madison, which is my home club.
1: Okay. Now, so you – are you? did you grow up in Madison?
3: Yeah, grew up in Madison, Um and went to college there,
0: and you have a home club. By the way, I haven't heard that term before.
3: Um, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> that's a cool way to think of it. I mean, it, yes, I mean, uh, you know, some some people refer to the place that they started at as their home club, and then some right. people will refer to the place that's given them the most work as their yeah. home club, um, and then I guess um, uh, you know, it's basically wherever you're most comfortable. Yeah, wherever you're most. comfortable. Where your roots are at. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you uh, you were born in Madison. Yeah. Um did you go to uh you lived there your whole life?
3: Yeah, born in Muncie, Indiana.
1: Muncie, Indiana. And now man, that's um that's from uh Kingpin, right? Muncie, Indiana.
3: Yeah, and it's also it's it's uh it's m- Middle America. It's like the quintessential um uh, it's Dave Letterman's from Muncie. It's like you're it's literally in the middle of America. And uh we moved out of there real fast. Ball State <laughs> University, Ball State University. My mom was not a big fan of it. My dad, uh, they met at music in music school there, the two of them, and then uh, they divorced right quick. And then uh, see, I'll I'll use Muncie terminology like right quick, right quick, and I like then, that. Uh, even though I spent zero time there, but um, and then my mom, my my aunt was in school at Wisconsin, graduate school, so then Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, so now
1: you you grow up just with your mom in in Madison for the most part, or no?
3: Dad moved too because he was he was uh, uh, well aware of how awful Indiana is, (laughs) and and he was looking for um, and he's a he was a school teacher, so like there's it was it's a good place to teach school. So Madison worked out for the both of them, and then it was you know it was nice. They just weren't together, so uh, but it's a really really nice place to grow. up. Now
1: your parents are uh, music uh, music teachers. What, What? Like, uh, were they kind of like freewheeling hippies? How was their parenting style? Were they real strict or were they very supportive of the arts?
3: Uh, My dad was, uh, yeah, oh, for sure. Like, they've always been real supportive of me doing stand-up. I stopped playing any, I used to play the trumpet and I used to sing. And then I stopped doing both of those the second I started to rebel against my <laughs> like oh,
0: music
2: was
3: the first. Yeah
1: normally it's like I'll pick up a guitar, I'll show that old man, but he's like, yeah, that'd be great. We can know <laughs> yeah. we can jam Finally, together. we
0: can have a family band together. <laughs> Fuck
1: you old man. I'm playing ice hockey. That's <laughs> <I'll> how <laughs> you rebel by not joining a band. I don't care if you want me to hang out with those guys in the garage and rock out. I'm not gonna do it.
3: <laughs> no, no, do, do what you want. Um and that's exactly that's uh, literally exactly what happened. So I stopped playing and uh, any instruments, (laughs) and then uh, um, started playing sports and such. But they totally were, not hippies, but, um, you know, my mom is actually not at all hippies. Like, my mother was like a 60s feminist. That's about as close as either of my parents come to being hippies. Mm -hmm. Uh, My dad um, was just, he just liked music. Like, he just likes He's a choir director. Like he just like he was a, and then he was a high school choir director, and he's also a choir director. And like, does
1: he have a good voice?
3: Um, yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, he, he did like um, he eventually went to uh, he got like his masters in in, um, education administration, and so while he was in school at Wisconsin, he would do like musicals and stuff, and like he could he's a tenor, so um, he could be used for like. Uh, you know some of the main parts and like he did a couple musicals at at uh, the university but that was the only time i ever saw him doing you know anything um you know where he was in the spotlight like he was always directing um these high school choirs are like church choirs and we still go to, you know, I sing with my dad one time a year. We, we go to Midnight Mass on Christmas. Oh, nice. That's Tracking also, that's also the little. only time a year I go to church. <laughs> 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 I, think,
1: I think I'm think i on that same schedule. For yeah. a while there, I was calling myself <laughs> right. the C&E Christian, and then I realized I wasn't even doing <laughs> Easter, so I couldn't yeah, even. I, know. <laughs> I went. I tried to go to Easter Mass once out here, and it was all in Spanish, and so I just walked out. I was like, yep, sorry, God, I tried. <laughs> you you hadn't even research the which service it was. I was a prodigal son. I returned to a downtown random church. It was all in Spanish, and I was like, oh, I'm out of here. I tried. <laughs> <It's a> sign. <laughs> I just had a honey-glazed ham and called it an Easter.
3: That's that's all Easter's about anyway. So yeah. now when did you yeah.
1: start getting interested in uh, comedy? Like what age did you start checking out stand-up comedy and start, going, start getting a taste for it?
3: I started in college. When I was in college, I. um, Now, where'd you go to school? Wisconsin,
1: Wisconsin, big party school, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was uh, because we in high school we um, we were like uh, we were we were party downtown and stuff. So I got a pretty good whiff of it, you know, like yeah. uh, like when I so was So you were already kind school. of
1: hanging out in the college scene yeah, late high school?
3: Yeah, I, I had a fake ID like my junior year in high school. Oh, that's <laughs> and awesome. Like, and like uh my friends a couple of my friends moved out see they're, they were not living with their parents, they were living downtown, like in, in some, <laughs> that's some, awesome. some yeah. shitty rental, you know, like senior year in high yeah. school. Yeah, and they're
1: like, Hey, I'm eighteen, uh, yeah, I'll show up to high school, but like why not just crash with some random freshmen?
3: Re- or college freshman. No, no, no. Or, well, yeah, or, like, fr- people that weren't in school that went to high school with us that were a couple years older they yeah. had a place, you know? So it was, like, it was just debaucherish and silly. Like, it was, like, <laughs> instead of having to party on a golf golf course, we we had, like, a full, you know, six-bedroom house downtown on the lake. You know? Yeah. No, that,
1: I mean, yeah, You can your money can go so far as far as, like, getting a rental place place.
3: And- in, in a college town like Madison or, like, Athens or yeah. Austin, you can rent... You can rent this house for like a a buck twenty five a month, like.
1: Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was going to Penn State, it was the same type of thing.
3: For like, the, for the listeners, uh, uh, Sean lives in a mansion.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> with
3: a pool. Yeah. Yes,
1: well, it, it does have a pool, and uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, and it it's, is a mansion. It's uh, it's hanging on a mansion status. But, um, <laughs> I didn't know you went to Penn State. Yeah, I went to Penn State. I went there for uh, two years. Then I decided, oh, man, showbiz is coming to knocking. So I came, uh, after two years from Penn State, I came out to L.A. I interned at Entertainment Tonight for a semester and then just, you know, decided to stay out here, finish up school at Cal State Northridge, which is a huge drop-off in far as uh, academically and the party scene. There's, like, no, there's no party scene in Cal State Northridge. It's all just, like, you know, people who barely got out of L.A. City College. They, you know, that are yeah. going to Cal State Northridge, <laughs> and they probably live at home. You know, it's there was no like frats, there was no like downtown area, there's no like strip of bars. It was it was pretty lame going to Cal State Northridge, but I mean by then I was just doing stand up most nights anyway, so I didn't wasn't really.
3: I was gonna say you at least you could root for the baseball team, but that's not Northridge. That's no, that's, that's Fullerton. Fullerton's I mean. Fullerton, where right.
1: all the stud uh, baseball players come out of. And that's actually, uh, I was uh, looking over some of the older episodes we have uh, in the Green Room Archives, and uh, the one episode we had uh, Kato Kalin on. And Kato Kalin, he originally came out to Los Angeles to, he was really good at baseball, wanted to become a professional baseball player. So he came out here, and he, (laughs) yeah, he's, he's a very interesting dude besides the entire OJ thing. So he comes out here, he goes to Cal State Fullerton on a baseball scholarship to try to make it as a pro baseball player. Okay. And I was like, so wait, you're – he's like, yeah, and I figured if I didn't make it in baseball, I'd just be an actor. <laughs> I was like, so your, your fallback plan to right. professional athlete was being a television actor. He's like, yeah. yeah. And it kind of worked out
3: for him. <laughs> it most definitely did, yeah. yeah well, kind of. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess – He's in a couple commercials. What's right. What's Cato What's what's his – his bread and butter? What? No. What, what, I mean, what's like? What's his lifetime earnings in the entertainment industry?
1: Oh man, well, I don't,
3: over, I have no over idea. under.
1: Uh, that's a good call. I bet he makes he's...
3: fifty grand a
0: year, just a normal I, middle. I bet you. I bet no. you
3: over under on Cato Kaelin is like entire I bet it's like eight, eight hundred fifty thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, that's pushing. I was gonna say like a hundred fifty,
3: something like that. Cause no, cause it... no, he's. I mean, he's. I mean, what? just just by sheer.
0: He he had he had some National Lampoon show that was syndicated for a while.
3: That's true. I guess he's
1: been in some like really awful movies, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> he's
3: what, like late forties? So like for twenty. Yeah, looks ye- amazing. For twenty years for really? early stuff. <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> to oh, show yeah. he does.
1: No, I mean he's a I mean, yeah, he's got like a you know, full head of hair. He right. he looks like he works out all the time, he's very vibrant.
3: No, he, he looks he looks like have you ever a guy seen him do stand
1: up? Have you ever seen him out on the stand up scene?
3: No, but I know he does. I've yeah, I remember
1: seen... I had to... Um... Is he funny? Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. He's the next Richard Pryor. No, of course <laughs> not. He's awesome. <an> <laughs> what do you think? A guy who... Is like a witness in the trial of the century. Then decides to get into stand-up comedy. What are the odds that guy's going to be funny? If hey. you were funny, he would have been hitting up open mics while he was in Los Angeles for ten years instead of just
3: funny, mooching
1: off wealthy celebrities. When
3: you were t- when you were t- when you were saying he he moved out here to pers- to be like a professional baseball player, like you you hadn't said that he had a, a baseball scholarship yet, and I was like, that's <laughs> he he went after pro baseball like right. some people go after. Uh, like a three episode arc on Roseanne, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: it's just yeah, like it's easy, not- I'll
0: just audition to be on the team. No, they <laughs> yeah. call it tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, right, that's what I meant.
1: Yeah, whatever, bro. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I remember, um, yeah, I, was, I was hosting this stand-up show, and he goes, okay, uh, you know, here's what I want you to say. Here are my credits. First off, the credits he listed off were hilarious. It's like, uh, he's, uh, say, uh, he's been on Larry King, CNN. It's uh, like, uh, uh. Yeah. I, mean, you I mean, you shouldn't really be using that as a, it's not a stand-up credit, but okay. <laughs> and I end it with, America's favorite host, Cato Kalin because I had assumed he had hosted some stuff or something, because uh-huh. that was the tagline he wanted me to open him up with. And then he, after the show, he goes, uh, actually, it's uh, America's Favorite House Guest. So, uh, yeah, just for next time. <laughs> like, that's America's what he wants to be known as, America's Favorite, favorite House Guest, Cato Kalen.
0: Well, that's – he's not trying to get out of that. He's trying to – No, he's it. embracing he's it. He's mad that you
3: didn't mention it. I he's like. mad that I messed up his
1: <laughs> line 15 years later.
3: I, I, I like that. I like that. I like that. Oh, intro. Oh, and America's he's, he's got
1: Moxie, Bit. He goes up there, you think, oh, man, he doesn't want to talk about the OJ trial. Boy, are you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, does, he does not mind mentioning it, uh, doing jokes about him and the jurors. He, he's really just, just um, he you know mean, It's
0: I would say it's sad because I bet at one point he realized closer to when it happened that everyone was going to always want to talk about it and he must have embraced it but now no one's thinking about it anymore. If yeah, he's he still in that mode of like okay this is what people want to talk about. I got to talk about this constantly.
1: Yeah, maybe Cato has this dark side that he doesn't project but he he seems to be happy with it. He's got a smoking hot girlfriend. <laughs> he's go- out doing comedy, just loves yeah. life. He's a, he's a very uh very interesting dude. So sorry I got sidetracked there. So you're hanging out in Wisconsin. Oh, you're all getting, right. you're getting drunk with yeah, your uh, buddies me. there. Back to me.
3: Back to- Oh yeah, we're getting drunk. any
1: uh, any great college drinking stories.
3: Hmm, Jesus, yeah, I
0: mean, <laughs> um, just tell them. Don't think about if it's you should say them or not. Uh,
3: I mean, the whole my whole I was I didn't I did just finished up at Wisconsin in four years, but the whole time was shit faced. Like the whole time. Do
1: you have a particular moment where like okay, this this topped out. This was the drunkest I was in Wisconsin.
3: I never you know I I never I'm not like a blackout drunk so I can I can usually I can drink pretty good and and if I and if I if I cross that line I'm 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 vomit and I'm out you know yeah. like um so like I've never I've never blacked out and done something disastrous um I definitely uh
2: <laughs> I, I, I,
3: <laughs> t- Tell that one um I didn't get arrested. Uh, I I got arrested once. We got drunk. We went down to um, Chicago. I got arrested for jumping a turnstile. Um, and then we, we were down there for the last Grateful Dead show.
1: Oh man, awesome! The last Grateful <laughs> Dead show.
3: I was, uh, and it was it was the summer. That summer I was landscaping, <laughs> and uh, and. Which I don't know, you, landscape. You get, you get, your, you're doing like just crap. I mean, you yeah, know, like w- worse than digging ditches. And yeah. we were we spent like the whole day before I went to Chicago, um, like weeding this whole back area behind this like whatever this, this <laughs> warehouse, and uh, and then we went to Chicago for like two days. We were gonna f- stay with my friend's older sister, and we wind up at I got mushrooms I got gorgeous mushrooms that I'm going to eat and we're just like waiting to eat them but right before we go into the place and like the whole day we're smoking weed like dirt weed you know back in yeah. like you know
1: some like crappy befo- mexican stuff
3: before before like good weed was you know everywhere you know.
1: Yeah, these kids with their iPods and their high grade hydroponics. This oh <laughs> is gonna feel weird, like an old man talking about how crappy weed was before, before things changed. I, I don't know what it was, but yeah, there definitely seemed like a point where just the bottom of the barrel weed got much better. And uh, it, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the internet. Maybe people are like better at growing it. It's gonna be something. It, related. it was
3: all of a sudden 1995, and I don't know what it was like elsewhere. What it was like in Pennsylvania? But 1995 in Wisconsin, weed changed across the board. Like, the worst weed you could get was the best weed you could have gotten the year before. And everything before that was just like, it was like brick weed. It was like packed brick (laughs) weed. And we would call... Just the chunks that stayed together. We would call those buds. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. You could you could
1: literally find dirt. Like people think that's expression of like dried out wheat. No, there was like no, clumps of dirt yeah, yeah, yeah. that you just ground up and we're like, All right, whatever. Yeah,
3: yeah. That stems, stalks,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally you weeded your weed, like it was that it was that just right. full of other crap that you had to pick out.
3: there would be full leaves,
1: yeah, no, it's yeah, I mean, it was just yeah, I know what you're talking about yeah. it. it almost looks like something that, yeah, like the clippings out of a uh, out of a lawnmower, like you know, if your old man made you bag the lawn, which my dad always made me do because he didn't like yeah. you know the oh, bagging yeah. the wor- was the worst part of the lawnmower because then you had that wet grass. That you had to like with that a lot of dew and could just yeah. shake it hey, out shake of the it, thing, hey, so it, it would get stop. all in your arms uh, and that yeah. that smell of wet grass is like only second to a wet dog, but it just like it kind of hangs on you and it gets underneath your fingernails and, and it ruined sticks with you.
3: Shoes ruined, shoes. Oh, brutalize the shoes. So we, we're smoking a bunch of weed and then we, we I eat this mushroom and I'm like I'm like really uncomfortable for some reason. I thought it was just like you know just being out being out and it was just a giant hippie scene like it was a circus it was the last dead show and like this you know so the the culture around the grateful Dead at this point was like fully into the 90s yeah it was you know the people were in business you know like and there was (laughs) it was just deep i mean it was soldier field like it went for it went for a mile back and like we just had you know tons of walking and it was probably like 95 not a cloud in the sky and You know, 75% humidity or whatever. Midwest fucking garbage. Yeah. You know, and like... Just that hanging wet heat. And like, so I eat this mushroom, and it was a perfect mushroom. To this day, I bet it was... It, it, it was It was like, I've eaten a lot of mushrooms.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it's I, a perfect I, I mushroom? Wanna, I want to
1: describe the, the, uh, just the pure joy that is hanging in Nate Craig's eyes. It's almost like a chef dis- describing <laughs> a portobello mushroom, like
2: the, <laughs> a it's mushroom. the perfect mushroom. All the memories really rushed mushroom. back to him. It was a really good
3: him. mushroom. It, it looked like a portobello mushroom. It was like, it, I mean, it had like, the the, the, the cap was connected to the stalk, like the little... A little, it was little, a textbook a, mushroom. It was a textbook mushroom, and I ate the whole thing, and uh, which you know, at t- right now that would fucking I would be out of my gourd. Yeah,
1: um,
3: and then I get and then I get stubbed in. My friends are sitting fourth row, and I'm just not at all like stubbed in. Meaning someone meaning, gives out gives you a ticket right. They came out to get me. My tickets were like you know whatever. I had pretty good tickets. They were like you know f- f- forty yard line. The stage is on the north end. Whatever I was, I was up on the side, and like I get stuffed in fourth row, and the band is opening for the Grateful Dead. Oh you know, man! Like, Come
1: on, wow!
3: The and then they, you know,
1: they, they and just, this is like my iPod man. It was awesome. Yeah. Dude, they
3: sang "Sweet Home Chicago" and like, oh. and like uh, it was great. It was great. But I was not comfortable, and I was not, at all, and I started to like kind of wig out. And I've, I've only in, in my life I've had. Two bad trips, and this is the this is the one. Really, le- this is the one legitimate bad trip. The other one, I ate mushrooms every day spring break junior year in college. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> spring break junior year in college. I went to Tucson, I ate mushrooms every day for a week. I got wow. home the first day back. My roommates wanted to eat mushrooms. I was like, "Fuck it," and my stomach was just like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing?" Exactly. And I just was like, I was just like the whole time. I was just I wasn't even tripping. I was just like. You're just annoyed. I need to stop this. I need to stop this right now. You need to get off the train. I need to stop this right now. And, like, that was a bad trip. But whatever, it wasn't. It didn't, <laughs> what, it didn't, like, attack me. You know, like,
1: this. Right, it is funny how anyone who's have, ever had a bad trip will never blame the drugs, they always blame themselves. Like, right. it was my fault, man. I wasn't in a good right. headspace. Like, you know, I I knew I shouldn't have had Frank over. We had beef before. Right. Okay, and yeah, he kept playing that music, and I knew I should have known better. I just had to put myself in a better environment. Yep. And, of course, my negativity got to me. Dude, you're <laughs> so
3: right, and I'll still do that. And I've been doing drugs for fucking. <laughs> twenty years. Yeah. And I'll still do that. Yeah. yeah i still <laughs> you now you can't get away from it. Because yeah. your brain just instantly has your brain's comfort zone is fucking with you. Yeah. So your brain's not gonna let you mess up what it likes to
1: do. Yeah, exactly. It's, the brain's like, oh no, don't don't criticize this, don't analyze this yeah, behavior no, it's negatively. New, dude. It's you. <laughs> it's you, yeah, it's something I did. It's not the, it's not this sweet, sweet drug that's making my brain feel good. <laughs> So, so I, you're up there, fourth row. Now this seems like an ideal place ideal. to be wasted. Ideal. The sun's
3: still it. out. I mean, yeah, it's the perfect. It's the sunsetting. Sun go get a go get a fucking lemonade. Yeah. and Enjoy soldier. Like the sun is bouncing off the. They got a like an aluminum floor where the chairs are on, on the field. You know, and it's like the sun's bouncing off that. It's like it's super hot, but it's super bright and and, and It's and cool. Just you know, vibrant, everything's, you know, for a, for a trip, you know, this is perfect. Uh And uh, I'm just not feeling it. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't even, it's my, you know, I don't even, I'm not even that big of a Grateful Dead fan. I'm really there just to, you know, at that point, I like, oh man, way more. (laughs) I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't deserve to be. I don't deserve to be fourth, fourth row, man. I don't deserve to be here. I don't don't, don't deserve to be here for this. I like uh, that. (laughs) You start beating yourself up. Yeah, like this uh, is too good, man. This is too good. Yeah, I I don't. I just don't. You know, somebody else should be here. You know, there's a lot of. You know, (laughs) some of the.
1: There's (laughs) a lot of diehard fans here. Look at that
3: old guy, two hundred yards away from me. That is fine where he is. (laughs) Yeah. But he he, he should be dodgy. Go get him. You know, (laughs) (laughs) some shit like that. So. I leave, and my friends who stubbed me in were like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I just can't. I got. It. I'm <laughs> like, this is too much." And they knew I was on drugs, so they just let me go. Yeah. And like I know. I'm like, so. I'm just not comfortable. Like I'm, like I'm itching all over the place. I'm not like I, got, I have my, sh- I feel like you know, like underwear is riding up my ass. Like I'm not like my shirt's too tight. I can't get comfortable at all. And so like, and then and th- there's my buddy, my buddy Zinc. My buddy Ryan Zink. Who was supposed so he
1: sounds like a character. Zink. Zink. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, remember that time we got yeah. hammered back at Zink's? Oh, dude. Yeah. I threw up in Zink's truck last night. Zink is just like a great guy's name to have in any sort of story. Zink. Oh, dude. Of course. We were pounding Bruce late night at Zink's yeah. pad. Yeah,
3: Zink currently lives in Reno. Uh, the Zink, Zink. Oh, dude. Of course, Zink lives in Reno. <laughs> you
1: kidding me? I know Zink. Ah, ah, dude, Zinc got uh, he yeah. got popped for—he uh, had some blow in his truck, man. It's, it's a bad thing. His old lady's really getting pissed off at him. He knocked that chick up. I mean, he said he was in love, but we knew Zinc's not in love, man. He's a rambler.
0: <laughs> he pulled a Zinc.
1: Zinc claims he was—he uh, figured out a card counting strategy, so he moved to Reno. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm hoping for the best for Zinc, but who knows? He does Zink.
3: have a strategy. <laughs> no, He's uh, got a strategy of on college football, dude. He's got a strategy <laughs> on college football. He breaks it down for me every time I see him. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so so Zeke, but Zink gets all the way fucked up. He he didn't even make it into the concert. Yeah, and but he's that's my guy. That's who I'm rolling with, and I'm supposed to be sitting with them. So like I wind up, we got tickets with like some kids in the you know a year younger than us, and like I I, I knew them. They're friends of mine. They're not like my homies. You know? Yeah, but yeah. They're good. They're buddies, but they're not right. like homies. So like, and they're definitely not tripping like I am. And then. They sold one of the other tickets in our block to this chick that was in my, that was my age that I didn't even like. So here she goes, like, like talking to me the whole time. Oh wow! <laughs> and she's this, right in your face, it, right in my face, and she's like, "Can I? Do you think I could ride back to Madison with you?" <laughs> like and i was just like, conditions. "Oh man, I, you know, like I'm tri- I'm not at all. I was not at all feeling it, and I don't. I didn't. I, could, I couldn't figure out why." And, like, there's this guy next to me, and he's, like, talking to me. And he was just, you know, he's, I don't know, he was, like, he's, like, probably, like, 40 or something. He was like, so, so, so how many shows do you go to this tour? And I was just, like, oh, this is my first show ever. And he was, like, oh, really? Oh. Well, how many CDs do you have? Like, cocking me off, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, like, couldn't, I couldn't, I
2: couldn't have that.
3: (laughs) That was, like, the most disorienting thing. I was, like, wait a second. I was like, I was like, I, and I knew better. I knew how to kind of like stop myself from being paranoid. You know, at that point I had still, yeah. I had done plenty of drugs at that point And I was just like, no, you're being paranoid. And I was just like, no, dude, that guy's fucking with me, dude. Yeah. And I knew that he was fucking with me. And then like, I was just like trying to be nice to him. So I passed him one of our joints. And then like, a little bit later, he's like, he's like, he was like, he was like, I handed him the joint. And then I handed it to him again. He smoked it again. And he was just like, he was just like, that's some real dirt weeds you got, man. And oh, I was wow. just like, I just looked at him, and I was just like, all right. And I was smoking the shit out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, then finally I tried to hand it to him again. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I was just like, Pfft. Man, fuck this, dude. And <laughs> later in the show, he passed out. And his girl. <laughs> later in the show, he passed out. His girlfriend got all freaked out. She tried to get me to carry him up the stairs. I was like, oh, I'm not carrying up the I stairs. I don't know.
1: That guy insulted my weed. I'm not. I'm yeah. always-
3: <laughs> his brother was right next to him. I was like, dude, he's that's his brother. I was like, get in the car. I'm like, it was like I was surrounded. Yeah, by yeah. like by like, idiots. <laughs> by, I was surrounded
0: by. I mean, you know. <laughs> just people giving you bad but, yeah, suggestions. Every you, you lose your like-
1: you lose your ability to like judge. Threats, like you know, yeah. okay, this is trouble, but it's trouble you should ignore. But it's hard to ignore. Yeah, like, did you feel overloaded?
3: It's negative stimulus, you know, and it's and it's and you're and, or if it's not your and your brain's happy to turn it into something that you know is pervasive, you know. Yeah. And, oh, so I, I'm, I'm like, I get, dist- I didn't get distracted by that whole shit. So they, the literally security comes down and like they haul, they haul this guy out, the girl and his brother, like haul this guy out. <laughs> and like, I'm like, fuck, man. And then finally, I like. I hadn't left my seat in, in like an hour and a half and, and I finally am like I got to get out of here and I go out to the to the tunnel to like walk around and I and I stumble on the bathroom and like I I like uh, I try to take a leak and like I can't pee of course oh man and then and I really and I realize at that point I really got to pee and then I I finally like this guy gets up next to me. And he's pissing and he's turning. And he's talking to me while I'm trying to pee. <laughs> and I get it. And I'm just like, fuck it. I go into a stall. I wait for a stall. I get into the stall and I just piss. And if and it like totally kind of helped me like clear my head. And then I go back to my seat. And I make it through the rest of the concert. And then this chick, her name was Helen Philly, and um, she's a really sweet girl. But like t- you know, at that point in her life, like clueless, like. Worthless teammate for fucking <laughs> you know like to have on a night like that. You didn't uh, have my back, Helen. You didn't have my back. I, 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 um, she's like, she's she's like, I need you to drive me back to Madison. I don't what? have any way back to Madison, and I'm like, oh man, all right. Well, we're staying at we're staying at Yuri's sister's house, and you can't come. So just I don't know. Meet us at meet us cuz we didn't have cell phones this, before yeah, cell phones. Yeah, yeah. So this is before so i'm like crazy. i'm like meet us and i gave her the address and i was like meet us there in the morning and we'll give you a ride we're right. even we're going to eat breakfast and then we're going to go and she's like why well, i need to just go with you now and like i should have just let her go with me but i'm freaking out like i'm just like get in a cab and i'm tripping my face off right now i need to be alone in chicago yeah. that was the only way out was being alone in chicago and I so I, di- <laughs> I ditched her. <laughs> I ditched her. I ditched her, and I freaked out in the in park, like where they have Lollapalooza now. But like on the name of the park, but it's it's like, a, um, it's like I think it might actually be called Griffith Park. Um, and I just I and I, I I get I get back to Wrigley Wrigleyville right across from her. She lives right, up, Yuri's sister. Live right across from from Wrigley Field and I finally I get on the train and I make it up there and it takes me an hour or two. I can't even remember that. And I like I said, I never blackout, I never don't remember. I get there, Helen and Zink are sitting on the steps waiting for me. They say, Yuri's sister won't let us crash here. She says there's too many people. So I'm like, Fuck it, let's get in my car and go right now. It's like four in the morning. It's like four in the morning. Um, I wasn't drunk, I don't think. I don't remember drinking. So, like, I'm just like, "Fuck point. You sound like you can operate a motor vehicle right now. I did. I do. I do, I, well, I do enjoy driving on mushrooms, and I used to. And, and I, was, <laughs> I said that early on, early on in my in my sh, in my shroom career. I, early I, on, I, I prof, profess to be and uh, enjoy sh, driving on shrooms. So we get back, we pull over to under-rest stop, and we get to like halfway, and uh, and like I just pass out in the car, and then we wake up the next day, and it's ghastly hot, like it was even like. Hundred degrees in here, and and then I get home and I dropped and that day, I had poison ivy broke out, man, and it was from the landscaping, and I got it on the Friday, and I just couldn't see it yet, and I the whole time I had had poison ivy on all my arms, oh, all over my stomach, it was on my shoulders, and it was like, and I, I mean, it was bad, dude, it was bad, it was on inside all my fingers, like if somebody had told me to 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 pull weeds in a bad bad spot. Oh. And so, that was that was the whole time. Was, so oh, so that's what was really the bad
1: trip. Yeah. It was probably you was, just wanting to itch, but then yeah, you're thinking was, it was a mental thing. I thought it was a
3: mental thing, dude. I was like, <laughs> wow, yeah, it was awful. It was awful. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty
1: bad. it's pretty funny though in its own uh Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you so you're out there, <laughs> so you trip, uh you yeah. have that crazy experience, and then what's the uh, when do you decide Hey, I'm gonna go for another trip. I'm gonna head west, come out to LA for uh, stand-up comedy. Uh, well, did I, you do comedy in Chicago or Madison? I or
3: started lo- in Madison. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, um, um, I actually wanted to do. I wanted to do. I, I wasn't a theater major, but I was like, I was working as like a, I was a com arts major and an art major, and I was I watched I did the work the soundboard for uh, King Lear. And I was like, man, that looks cool. (laughs) I I I really did. I really did. Yeah, no, I mean,
1: I'm laughing just because I remember the same way of, like, seeing productions and being like, that's cool. Or just, like, people, you know, doing stuff, like, in front of crowds. And even if there's a couple laughs or something, like, wow, that's, I'd like to do that. Yeah. you know but obviously you know that's not what you wanted to do but just the idea that someone's doing something like that is exciting
3: yeah i wanted to do i wanted to do um you know so i started auditioning for plays but i like they were like they were like we we'd love to catch you but like the theater department's not that big so we can't really do that so i was just like well i i, sh- I, I should i'm going to do that eventually so i should learn how to be on stage and i love stand up comedy and I, my friends and i were all cutting up all the time yeah. and uh, this the comedy club is on state street which is at the time we lived above Taco Bell on state street which is like, you know, the main party street. Like when the Packers win the Super Bowl or the Badgers go to, the, you know, whatever, that's where the party's at. Halloween, that's where the that's you know, where it's it's at. The at. And so then I started just going to the open mics, and then I did that for. I started that at the end of my junior year, in college, and then after senior year, I moved to Chicago, and I did I did it there for like seven years, eight years, and then blurreds. Uh, with like a bunch like TJ Miller and Kumail Nanjiani and uh Ky- Kyle Kinane who was out here already and uh you know like a bunch of those guys Mike Bridenstine Mike Holmes Mike Burns that whole crew and uh we just did a bunch of videos and Jordanville Roberts who's I don't know if you know Jordan but he's a f- awesome director and filmmaker and he made like a bunch of videos and and it was just like time to go out here like uh because we had a bunch of you know we had a bunch of stuff to show people and like people yeah. were checking it and I was just like, I wasn't, things weren't happening for me in Chicago, so I was like, right. well, I should pray. You kind of got to
1: a certain point, and then yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. screw it, I'm coming uh, out to L.A.
0: Yeah,
3: L.A., so. And then I've been here for four years. It's awesome, man. Boom. I met greener, a greener few show.
0: Chicagoans who did that <laughs> from Second City. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. Like, Chicago's
1: like, a big uh, comedy uh, place, or it seems like a lot of people were doing, you know, Chicago, New York. Definitely. Yeah. Obviously, Chicago's Second City, they have a long history of uh, comedy. Mm-hmm. So now what's uh, like for your career? What do you see yourself doing besides stand-up comedy? Is there anything else you want to be involved in? Or like do you picture yourself as a writer, actor, that kind of stuff at all?
3: I mean, I have scripts, you know. I'm I'm my writing packet is you know, I'm pretty proud of it. I've I've been submitting submitting as a writer for like you know recently like I've submitted for that Norm Macdonald sports show. That would have been an awesome gig. Uh, oh, that would have been great. Yeah, that would have been a sick gig because I because I worked with Norm. I've opened for him for like. Oh, really? I've now
1: what's uh, Norm? Uh, Norm seems like a real character. What's Norm's deal? Or from working with Norm, did he's you get great. A sense? people
3: always think he's on drugs? I don't think he's on drugs. Yeah, I, I mean I I've, I've gotten stoned with him before, but he's yeah. he's not like people think he's really drunk. He's not, yeah, he's just like yeah. he's just got hey, that. Man. Just hey, talk hey, slow, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, like, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, there should be a difference between like uh, you know, like you know, like some uh, child monsters, you know, like like you know, like because if, if if tomorrow is legal to fuck anybody you want, you know, like uh, there'd be a whole lot of whole lot of guys fucking fourteen-year-olds, you know. <laughs> Only a couple of guys, fucking three year olds, <laughs> 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 and like that would that would either crush a crowd or walk a crowd, you know? Like yeah, he, yeah, he definitely has that ability to like
1: he's he seems polarizing, but which is surprising. Because it's in so my funny. mind he's just such a hilarious dude, but right. some people are just like no, like actively don't like him and say, oh, he's just too dry. I don't, I don't best. care for that. Or
3: forgive my my Norm Macdonald impression. By no, that I like one. it. Was, <laughs> it good.
1: Spot on. You had the you had the timing down. That was that was the key. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was key to kind of hanging on to that moment there. Now you I, said you had to, you recently opened for Emo Phillips.
3: Yeah, yeah, Emo Phillips. That was fun because I that was uh, when I was when I. That was, I'd never worked with them, and he's been working the road this whole time, you know? And I've been doing stand-up for like 12 years. Yeah. And I'd never worked with them. And i I've worked a lot of places in the Midwest, and he's always worked Madison. I've never ever met him or worked with him, so I was back for my grandpa's uh, hundredth.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, hundred and kicking. Yeah, yeah. And, What's his uh, secret? Mushrooms? Is that like uh, Craig, <laughs> Craig family <laughs> he, secret? He's,
3: uh, he's a very religious man. and, <laughs> and I've so the Lord. seen it right, the Lord, and and maybe uh, m- maybe maybe ca- you know top ends it at, at a glass of wine every every okay. week or, or a <laughs> month even so polishes it off nice uh, yeah nice merlot. Um But I was back there and in and, and the club was like um, I was like, can I get the you know just the MC week because I want to do sets and make a little cash one of And they were like, well, yeah, well, actually the feature just dropped out. We'll have you do the whole thing. So I got to open for them like just two man show style. And, like, he's just the nicest guy, dude. Yeah. He's the nicest guy, and he's the best. And, like, some of the younger crowds were, like, kind of over his, like, he's still,
2: he still does the goofy thing.
3: <laughs> no, he's, like, still Emo Phillips. Like, he's all the way. Because I had seen a headshot where like, he changed his hair, he cut his hair, he dyed it. He looked like he had frosted tips and everything. and yeah. was Glasses. And I was like, oh, Emo's, he's, you know, he's like Bobcat. Like, he's changed his act a little bit. But, like, no, dude, he still does the, you know, like... uh my friend asked me. She said, "Emo, name three things that make you laugh." I said, "My sister's nipples." <laughs> like yeah, that's a great joke, and like it's an awesome joke. And and uh, and some of the um, some of the younger crowds like they weren't feeling his stage character. Yeah, but they just couldn't get away from the writing. Right, and like he still wins. Yeah, just told Yeah, see, yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, if the joke's strong enough, you can kind of yeah win him win him through that way. So now you're a uh, you're a Green Bay Packers fan, right?
3: There, there there's you can't teach stand up. If you could, there'd be more Asians doing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, I mean, Dad fans seem to uh, seem to uh, take that on. He seemed like he just literally learned stand up somehow.
2: His mom taught him stand up. <laughs> Haven't yes. you heard his
1: act? Yes, exactly. That fan, you learned stand up comedy. <laughs> and that was like you talk about wanting to do stand up comedy. I remember I was still living in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, when uh, season one of uh, Last Comic Standing came out and that was just like, yeah, go for it, man. Look at yeah. Tad Fan. Right, right, right. He is he is he just won this thing. Right. He won America fell in love with that fan. You don't yeah. think they're gonna like you, Sean? Right. Come on.
3: Right. You're a blue eyed devil. Come on, yeah. get out there. You're Win the, your people over. You're the whitest Asian out there. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh. Beth, Beth, wait—that's where Penn State is. Bethlehem, is that no, no, I, that's no. where you're from.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm from right. originally. But uh, yeah, it's on the eastern side of Pennsylvania. Penn State's in the middle, right there. Yeah, but um. Yeah, good time. So uh, I was uh, summer, I was watching a preseason Eagles game this uh No, I watched it. I watched a little bit. They were not looking good. They were looking good uh first preseason. Not not so good in this one, but
3: uh, you know, it's preseason. They got to, they they hit up free agency. You 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 got a good GM, man. That's that's what it's all about. Like if you got a good GM that makes good decisions, like that's makes it really fun to be a fan of a team.
1: Yeah, and I mean getting Vic, I, like I've said the entire time, if they lose that's Whatever, they're going to lose. They've lost every season I've ever been
3: alive, but at least <laughs> at least it's going to
1: be exciting. At least there's going to be some sweet highlights that I can watch and convince myself we're going all the way at some point.
3: Yeah, as a Packer fan, I'm definitely scared of the Eagles this year. Right, question.
1: well, we almost beat you in, uh, in Philadelphia, but Vic had to rush that throw. If only we would have been a little more cautious. Maybe we would have won that, but... That's sour grapes. Uh, I'm, not good, I'm not. I'm not going to get and and I bet on the Steelers in the Super Bowl because oh. I was like, oh, the Steelers just they win big games, and I was still probably bitter at the Packers. That offensive the, uh,
3: line was terrible though. Two and a half. That you was took true. Took the steel show,
1: but I, I I mean the the Packers they just kept getting big leads and then kind of letting the leads go. Right. And I was like, this yeah. has got to bite them in the ass yeah. one of these times. Was it's going to be the Steelers. I was nervous. And it totally set up that way. They were up big. Yeah. Let Steelers hang around. They came back in, and then just Big Ben couldn't do it. Couldn't seal the deal. That was one deal he couldn't seal. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't pull it off. Up uh,
3: town going down.
1: <laughs> exactly. I, I just mentioned football just because I saw – um, and I enjoy making fun of uh, Tony Romo, the uh, Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Tony Homo is my dad, and every other <laughs> drunken asshole in America likes to refer sure, to him. Sure. Um, Tony Romo had his bachelor party, and guess what he did at his bachelor party?
3: Did G- he do it on his fiance? Yeah, please say it was something. Well, I mean, wh- what did he do? I
1: mean, obviously I'm bringing it up because it's insanely lame, but uh, him and his buddies played hide-and-seek at the oh. bachelor
3: party. <laughs> what? Stop yeah. it! No, I'm not kidding. Stop it! I'm not kidding. That's what
1: it was. Uh, Dan Patrick's show. They were talking about it that he he played hide and seek, uh, and I don't know. I mean, where's this logic of? Uh,
3: there was hide and seek with strippers. I could see that. Okay,
1: something like that. Or but if you're if you're in a press release that you played hide and seek at your bachelor party, like what do you? What are you hoping that accomplishes? I, I don't... know yeah. Who are
0: you winning over? Yeah, even if you're, like, a really strong Christian or something, you're an adult. <laughs> who plays hide-and-seek? What the fuck Right,
1: play he? quates, for Christ's sake. Like, cornhole. There's there's <laughs> horseshoes. There's a million other things better than
3: hide-and-go-seek. Hi, you're Tony Romo. Hire um, 12 strippers and watch them play hide-and-seek.
1: Exactly. They don't even have to get completely naked. I mean, if some girl-on-girl stuff happens, so be it. But at least it, it just... Um, he, him as a uh, as a star has just always baffled me. I mean, his numbers aren't that great, or like he has he has okay he has okay numbers, but he's never proven to win. But they still it's just like oh he's Dallas, it's America's team. He has to be considered a Pro Bowler when really. You got to win some playoff games. In my mind, call me old fashioned, uh, Nate. But no, no, In I'm my mind, you got to win some playoff games. He was one and five last year, one and six as a starter. Then he broke his collarbone, and I love how we can just write off that season, and people are still talking like, "Yeah, Tony Romo. He's he's not the problem."
3: No, they're the worst. They were awful last year before he broke his collarbone. They only they only got serviceable after he broke his collarbone.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> he broke his collarbone, and they got noticeably better. They went. They went like. Uh, I mean, basically, Jason Garrett still has a job because Tony Romo broke his collarbone. They uh, right. who'd they bring in? Chad Johnson? Or no, not. Uh,
3: Wasn't it Kitna?
1: Yeah, John Kitna. They brought in John Kitna for Christ's sake, and he did much better. And Kitna. they won five games. Kitna, with Kitna.
3: Yeah. Kitna knows how to get that ball to Dez Bryant.
1: Now speaking of uh, speaking of Dez Bryant. Speaking of collegiate uh, players with some issues, did you have you read this story about uh, Shapiro?
3: I've been listening to it on sports Nevin radio. Shapiro, yeah, yeah, it sounds like this guy is the guy to know in south <laughs> yes. Beach. um he uh I, correct me if I'm wrong and i've just I've just loosely been paying attention to this he paid for a stripper's abortion,
1: yep, because according to him, that guy might be an idiot and want to decide to have the child, so I guess he paid. A stripper, like a thousand dollars, to have sex with one of these players, and then she ended up getting pregnant, and then he also paid for the abortion. Which,
3: golly, he's um, a great guy. That's uh, th- at what point do you uh, do you start to uh, pull back a little bit? <laughs> this guy is <laughs> a hilarious.
1: This guy's a hilarious character. Like he's five five. And he was involved in a $930 million Ponzi scheme. It, well, which is really funny that th- the fact that he he got a couple uh, college players, whores and strippers, is like much more bigger news than his $930 million Ponzi scheme. Like, think how many people were screwed over in a $930 million Ponzi scheme versus who was screwed over in this. Like, okay, maybe Florida State didn't get a couple recruits. Like, I'm sure there's people like, that was my entire life savings that you gave to Vince Wilford so I could bank some (laughs) more. Like, that's the thing. Like, Bernie Madoff, when he saw that money, okay, you saw the lavish lifestyle, whatever, but now you have to, if you got Bamboozled by this guy. Now you have to yeah. read the transcripts. Like you could have been a University of Miami fan. So now you're getting you're going to have sanctions against your team, and you're going to lose hundreds of or possibly millions of dollars.
3: Uh, a bill, a billion, a billion, billion, a billion dollars, he's a billion. A, he's billion he's the epitome he's, of the
1: he, Napoleon complex. How many?
3: How many? How much money did Madoff? This. I know that's
1: the thing Madoff are we
3: talking billions with Madoff yeah it was billions it was billions
1: it was like a couple billion though I don't think it was like a crazy I, I don't know like maybe I'm talking on yeah, I'm my sure. ass but um, I, this, can, I can maybe try to look it up this
3: guy is this guy is losing a Billion dollars and people are even worried about the University of I Miami know. football team. They're like at all. They,
1: it could be, it could be uh, the death penalty for football in Miami. Oh. What about the death penalty? <laughs> he, he levied on all these people. What about by, <laughs> the uh,
0: unborn children? Yeah, it's like all right, okay, uh,
1: yeah. First off, the unborn children. He's literally playing God in and out of the NCAA. And okay, maybe, uh, maybe. A- what? Maybe uh who's the guy's name? Oh man, I'm blanking on his name, but um maybe Madoff, you can sell his yacht or whatever, but you're not there's no refund on lap dances or prostitution. You're not getting that money back.
3: What about the boys' club of Fort Lauderdale that invested all their money in oh. in in Nevin what's his name? <laughs> Nevin, Shapiro. Nevin Shapiro's Investment firm. I mean, call my lord! It,
1: it, and it is a just. I, I was what talking to my,
3: I'd shoot myself.
1: I was talking to my buddy. I was like, should, "This is a movie. All right, this is a movie waiting to be happened." This guy, he offered uh, the University of Miami a million dollars to become their head coach, and he's like, "Just give me a million dollars." I, I'll hire the best offensive and defensive coordinator. You don't have to pay me anything. I'm just gonna walk up and down the sidelines.
2: <laughs> That's for real. Like
1: that doesn't set off a red flag of like, oh, hey, by the <laughs> way, where's this guy getting this money? Yeah. <laughs> if a guy's offered a million dollars to do that, not only should the red flags be this guy's a shady character, but it also should be like, okay, this guy clearly doesn't care about this money. Yeah. Even if I had 930 million dollars, I don't, I don't picture myself paying a million dollars to coach. The Philadelphia Eagles. To oh, pretend coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you be the
0: sidelines and look like your coach. And I guess
1: uh, there's a couple times he led the team out onto the field. And supposedly there's this video online where he's like, he's like trying to high five some of the other players and stuff, and they're just ignoring him. Like, it, it just seems like the. It's almost like a high school story of this 5'5. Five, five, foot, uh, you know, this guy's he's 5'5", he's nerdy, he wants to be part of the football team, he can't. So he does all the players' homework and does all their tests and so, hey guys, you like me. So they kind of hang out with him because he's doing all their tests but then like as soon as school's over it's like, oh, screw you. Hey guys, where are we going now? Yeah, come on. You want to go get something to you eat? Want, you want to party on my yacht? But this is like the nerdy Wall Street Ponzi version of like, hey yeah. guys, you want to uh, come hang out in my beachfront mansion? Like, uh like, <laughs> yeah, sure, nerd. <laughs> Like, I'm sure these guys would have beat the shit out of this dude if it wasn't for this. If uh, you're
3: a coach, how much do you hate him? If you're a coach, you got to hate him. You got No matter what he's doing for your players, well, no matter they, how many recruits he's helping you get. And Miami sucked for the last ten years. They've been really bad. Miami sucks. And that they just, they just got awful. a coach
1: from Temple. Temple has never had a great football program. I mean, they've been awful so long that Bill Cosby was making fun of him when he first started doing stand-up. He used to make fun of being on the Temple football team. So they've been awful forever. Whatever they find a decent coach, he comes over to Miami, and now this is his first week on the job, essentially. Hey, hey,
3: hey, hey. hey welcome. Well, hey, at least it's, it's hey the weather. You can't beat the weather. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't. I'm, hey, not, I'm not mad at Miami. Weather. I'm not mad at Miami for for any of the NCAA violations. I'm mad at them for not uh, um, seeking out Nevin Shapiro's clients for his <laughs> investment firm or whatever it is, yes. and being like. You know the guy that you just gave 30 million dollars to uh Fingerbangs cheerleaders. Yeah. I mean <laughs> that's the real
1: Okay, yeah, like you said, if if Miami wants to give someone some money or Miami's coach or whatever, but th- that should have set up some red flags that the money was flowing this freely like him just throwing 50 grand hey, checks man. and
3: Hey, that's the kind of that's kind of attitude you need to make some money in this country.
1: Miami's probably just like, well, we assumed he was just some Coke m- mogul. We didn't realize he was a Ponzi scheme.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, we, they, you know, we, where else
1: do you get, uh, where else do you, like, who has beachfront mansions in Miami? It's like Coke dealers, Missy Elliott, and Ponzi guys, right? Like, I, <laughs> Or maybe like a couple of real estate guys who dabbled in Coke in the 80s and went legit later on, but... I mean, the whole reason Dade County has, like, the highest bank cap, uh, like, per capital or, like, I mean, banks per square mile or something is because, like, all the Coke money that was coming in the 80s, like, they just had to start building more banks. Yeah. Because there's just that much liquid assets rolling in.
3: We we could turn this Coke into money, but we're (laughs) going to need to put it somewhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a great line out of Blow, where they're weighing the money and stuff. Yeah, that was a... uh, or, um, Cocaine Cowboys. Did you ever see that film? Uh,
3: you know, I don't think I've ever watched it front to back.
1: Cocaine Cowboys is a really, really compelling, uh, documentary. And it's, it's just all real, uh, it's all real stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's really fascinating.
3: Violent, huh? Yeah. Violent. definitely. All
1: right. I got a, um, I was on the fence about whether or not to play this, but I, I kind of had to go with it, <laughs> just because it's this funny. So I guess, uh, my buddy, uh, Bill sent me this, and, yeah. um, I don't know the official uh, mental capacity of this uh, gentleman on the bus, but you, you could uh, you can go out on a limb and guess. But uh, this is a guy, I guess, 8 a.m. on a Jersey City Transit bus, and he's got headphones on, and it sounds like the music is cranked up, and he's uh, he's enjoying himself, and one of the commuters decides to whip out the cell phone and uh, get a little audio recording.
3: <laughs> Nothing like riding a bus.
2: There's nothing to let go <laughs> You meet In my Jeep mm, oh my While goodness. you're going On the stereo uh,
3: California girls
2: You yeah. can travel the way out <laughs> and If they come close You're the golden clothes Put your body in the air And your body in love Oh, oh, oh That's <laughs> <Child laughs> because Your girl will on the guy we met on the
0: of
1: July, oh. Yeah, we actually oh, talked man. about that on the show, Armando, uh, <laughs> We, the, yeah, it was a few episodes back. I played a clip of uh, him talking because I just, like, kind of interviewed you, him. You
3: recorded it. You yeah, recorded yeah, yeah, it? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll oh, send you the episode man. where he's talking I
2: think you out. got a
0: little bit of him rapping, too.
2: Oh, what yeah, he yeah. Like, hey, what a <laughs> thing and a do the thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> 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 hey, homie. Hey, homie, I, hey,
3: hey, homie, I got five girls. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, homie, I, hey, it's my <laughs> rap song. I went to Capitol Record, man. I got 18 songs, and hey. Hey, I let you stay at my mom's house, and uh, and I I look like I woke up in the morning and I look like Don King. Uh, dude, yeah, he, I, he keeps interrupting
1: himself. It's, yeah, it's amazing.
3: He's the best. He's the best. I used to because he his names you know, Armando, right? He's Armando, and his his he, he okay. His older brother Tony, totally regular guy, drives really? drives a limo. <laughs> then their family friend Hans is a mechanic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who grew up in the house and his mother died in the house. Oh. So this is in this is all rent control apartments. They've been there for decades. And oh. Okay. That's you know that's my these are my they live right across from me in my courtyard. Now, so, wait
1: what is just a quick sidebar what does Armando pay for his place?
3: Well that's the thing Armando and his mom Tony's mom Armando and Tony are brothers. Okay. Hans I don't think is even related to them but has to be a cousin. Yeah. Because I don't they're I mean Tony and Hans they make good money like they're dudes. They make they each of them make over twenty grand a year. Yeah, they, yeah. I, I, Good money. 20, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, we're talking like a rent control apartment. Good money for the circumstances. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have Tony's mom and Tony's brother sharing a couch, or at least sharing the living room. Like so they wait, sleep okay, on so the couches. Oh, okay. And they don't even give Armando a key to the place because he comes home all fucked up and he'll bring like his, you know, his like. Crazy waster, crackhead girlfriend over, <laughs> Whoa. and like, but I got a rich girl. I got my Chinese girl. She tried to send me to rehab. Malibu, <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: he yeah, it just
0: the- sounds so sad. So you think of his shining face. He's so, smiling he's, and yeah, drunkenly he's, telling he's these he's
3: things. The best. I mean, but but like, but like, he'll come home late. Like he'll come home all, all fucked up, and, and he's always in a good mood unless he's not drunk. Uh. And like he's a, like he's just a, he's a wino, you know. Like he he just is a, a full on you know alcoholic. And, and their mom is so sweet. In Armando, like they they all they're all fucking great people, but they've just been there forever. Hans grew up in that house, and I mean, I just think that the connection is too strong, and it's just like very, you know, like they're not they're. You know they're gonna. They're gonna. So p- they're just three adult take care of men own.
1: with the mom, with the mom, and living and, in this. Well, two
3: adult men and then a forty-year-old, <laughs> five-year-old. So, so,
1: okay, so two adult men, Armando, yeah. the mom, all yeah. sharing this,
3: sharing house. this house. And how big is the place? The, it's my. It's the same size of my apartment. So what? One it's a two, bedroom. It's a two-bedroom, two-bedroom with uh, you know a living room and a kitchen, and that's it. Wow. That's it, and then a little patio area out front, and then the front little front square, and it's you know it's, it's it's by the ocean. It's real nice. They got a garage, but yeah. Hans uses the garage for. I mean, he's he's a mechanic, and he gets money on the side. Like I bet you, he makes like fifty grand a year, honestly. Yeah. Like there's no reason why, but he's you know they take you know it's just it's it's familial, and uh and uh you know I, I, but it's 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 wild to me. Like it it's wild to me that's the situation. I mean, they they probably since they've been there for so long. I mean, I'm sure they're paying like. I don't know, five, eight hundred bucks for the place a month. Eight hundred
1: so. bucks for a two bedroom apartment in Santa Monica—that's insane. And
3: yeah, well, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's Or in I guess or yeah, years in it's
1: yeah, you're basically like walking yeah. distance to the beach,
3: six blocks. Yeah, so, but you know it's not not like they're saving enough money to make it worth it I mean I think it's it's all about family for them and that, that's cool but Armando is the best and I used to I used to like be like who is this guy and yeah. he keeps bringing crackheads around in the, you know like I can't stand when I first moved in not three years later he doesn't really bring his friends around that much anymore and uh, <laughs> and he like he he always tried to run up in my house like he always tried to be like hey homie hey I've got a record contract man I got five <laughs> girls <laughs> if I was Britney Spears I'd give them all my money man five girls he yeah had dude he blondes. kept
1: uh, there's this blonde uh, comedian Tess who he kept go- going like hey Britney hey what's up and then like I was talking to her I was off to the side and then he just walks up and he goes hey. I'd be a slave for you, and then just like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like that is the funniest man alive. Yeah, he's great.
3: He's great. He's my he's uh he's my he's my he's not only is my Facebook profile picture he's he's he's, he's my my fantasy football team name. Arma,
1: the, the fighting Armando. Ar-
3: Armando extra flex.
1: All right, well, uh, man, good times. Time really flew. Logan, you want to uh, wrap things up here with a haiku? Let's do it.
3: Hold on, can, can we? I'm sorry, I don't, want, I don't. Are we on a time limit? Because that, that clip that we heard is amazing. Oh, you want to hear a little bit more of the Cali Girls? Well, I know, but I I was just thinking like listening to that guy. Like that guy is um like I've never I've never actually polished up a bit about this, but just like that guy, I'd much rather listen to that guy just, just jamming out wailing to California right. Girls with you know cuz there's nothing there's nothing stupider than somebody who's like Ha- like, they want
0: you like, to hear them sing, yeah, but they
2: like, won't go all the way. Yeah,
3: you know, and like, and like they're jamming, like you're, like it's you're there. Like, you're in their music video. Like, everybody <laughs> yeah. can hear the bass. Everybody can hear... Well, this
1: guy, I think uh, I think he might be uh, mentally retarded. And he's got headphones on, and he's got, like, just a huge gut. And he's just, like... Uh, the, the visual adds a little to it, but, uh, but that's what the audio is still pretty Anytime strong.
3: anybody has their headphones on and is singing along and, like, trying to, like, act out and, like, really... Like, you can see they're yeah. trying to get, in some way... Yeah. they're trying to get you into it, or they right. think that they really believe, <laughs> or they almost
0: feel like everyone can hear it, even though they know they can't. And That's more
3: retarded than this guy. I mean, this guy's this guy's just he's letting, it loose. The he's yeah. letting it loose. he's just
1: soaking it up. Oh, I actually, I do want to play this. I do want to play this uh, this uh, kid who's a uh, four year old preacher. He's a f- he's 4 years old and they've been putting him up in the front of the church oh, no. and he's just been he's been acting like a preacher and now the family's like taking him on Good Morning America it's pretty good. <laughs> does he
3: is the does he growl
2: sounds- Cannon's family <laughs> says he doesn't preach Jesus. on cue only when the spirit inspires him now 4 years old his evangelical enthusiasm also has a message Hallelujah I'm preaching about <laughs> Yeah. I really believe it's a phenomenon how, and what canon does, uh,
3: it's very unusual. I've never seen anything like it, uh, even though being his parents, so it's quite something. Do you think the he's mimicking what he hears, or do you
2: think this is a calling? I
3: think it's a little of a boast. He's been around the ministry, church, uh, we don't and of course know he, he is mimicking, <laughs> but I feel all like the hand of God is right. all
2: in, uh, in, in a special way. How do you decide when that you want to preach? Because, uh, because I just want people to see my daddy preach all the time. He do, he do. That's so sweet. Right, so man. he really like father, I like my daddy preach all the like time. Yes, and like grandfather. <laughs> well, so well, he is well, third generation preacher. Okay, well,
3: that's he certainly is. Um, I'm very proud of him. M- Mr.
0: We <laughs> asked him and he said he learned it from you. <laughs> I know,
1: it is, it is, it is pretty funny. Because the way the reporter like, leads the question, like, do you think this is just mimicking or do you think this is something more like a spiritual... Like, right. okay, you're ...teeing the guy up and yeah. obviously he's a minister. Like it
0: makes t- a, She makes a sad face when she says, oh, you think this is just normal? No. She is shakes this, her head.
2: Is this just a
1: simple case of a... Of a child imitating his father <laughs> shaking head no, or is this something more that's really interesting that we should talk about on Good Morning America?
3: Head shaking yes. Is this just a case of your four-year-old uh, never being allowed to play outside uh, and only only being trapped in a church.
1: Dude, it's so funny. They have they have video of him actually in front of the people and like, I mean, I, you know, I, how do you listen to that four-year-old and you're like, he's onto something. He's a, I mean, he's on to something. Sure, he's for but the spirit works in mysterious that, ways. That
3: story should be called, Kids Sound Cute When They Whisper.
1: Right, exactly. He does. He's adorable. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't hear anything he said, honestly.
2: <laughs> and, and
0: he, it's incredible. So never, of, nothing I've ever seen. I don't know where he learned it.
2: The one line he says, It's the Red Hot Revival. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Hot.
1: It's like, what do you know about Red Hots, kid? The only thing, you, the only Red Hots you have are the ones you eat. Um. Yeah, 'cause he's a kid. my daddy probably has a lot of
2: candy. My daddy never lets me have candy. <laughs> he says it's the work of Satan. He said Satan wants to get in my side my body by giving me cavities. Because so I have to eat
3: vegetables to keep him away. First thing I start eating candy. Next thing you know,
2: it, I can't spread the word of the Lord. <laughs> you can't you you can't preach on a sugar high. My daddy said so. Now
3: now 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 Matthew. Now Matthew. <laughs> now Matthew. Matt Matthew.
2: Yes, Daddy.
3: Matthew, you eat the candy, and the spirits leave
2: you. <laughs> it's
3: probably Ned Flanders type. All right,
1: Logan. But uh, yeah, we got a we
3: got, we got a haiku. A,
1: yep, we got a haiku. That's how we uh, we're gonna wrap things up here, Logan.
0: Recap the show a little bit. You ready to get up? Let's do it. I'm always ready to show. <laughs> Four-year-old preacher, rebelling against music.
1: I fucking ditched her.
2: <laughs>
1: well played, Logan. All right, Nate. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on the show, man. Where can uh, where can people get more Nate Craig?
3: Uh, well, geez, geez, um, I don't even I don't even have any shows. But <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow, what about, you got a Twitter you got the
3: Facebook yeah the yeah Nate, Nate Craig one uh at Nate Craig one on Twitter yeah. that's a nu- numero
1: that. one right N- number
3: one new number one
1: yeah. okay uh, make sure you check at Nate Craig one and thank you everyone for listening to the green room we do it live every week here on shantegree.com this has been the green room <laughs> yes it has <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Check out Mm SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe to the podcast. Or follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Also be sure to check out our movie on Hulu. It's called The Comedy Garage.